Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Joining me this week, we've got Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. It's nice to have you back after a, a week absence. Yeah, it's nice to be back on my podcast, you know. Always good to see you. Uh, also joining me, Ollie Broom. Ollie, how's it going, mate? Yeah, all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. I'm knackered after work, but I'm ready for some hot takes. You're looking smug after your uh, Brooks Kepka result over the weekend. Do you know what, mate? I don't get much right with golf, but that that I'm quite proud of. He didn't win, so I can't take full credit. But um, tied second place isn't bad. It's I'm living in the garden, out of my ear, after a poor showing. It's a good thing that no one would have actually taken us up on our bets, to be fair. So I think we might be all right. I think um, LC, we was playing with a bag of logs. We yeah, exa- well, didn't Kepka start with a double bogey as well? And you text me straight away saying, oh, yeah, good bet, <laughs> giving it all the big one. Oh, why don't you jump on him again? And I actually should have done. Because <laughs> Yeah, I he, he went out in price, but he was, um, it's like the biggest smoke screen since the 49ers taking Mac Jones. Week before, he couldn't bend down, he couldn't do anything, and then straight out of there. Clever, mate. It's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. And our final guest, Olivia Peebles. Olivia, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah, this should be good. I'm looking forward to hearing mm-hmm. all of our hot takes. Um, so yeah, we'll be going around all four of us. We'll have three hot takes each, and we've got a few more from um, listeners and followers on Twitter. So, should we just dive right into it now, guys? Hot takes for the NFL twenty twenty one season. Let's go. Give us a hot take. So, I said this to you Saturday when I met you out of the pod, um, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with my first one. Justin Fields plays less than half the season. Okay. Why? I think you're going to, I think you're not going to rush him into the system. So if I give you a scenario where Andy Dalton starts the first three games, we lose the first three games. Isn't Fields coming in straight away? I'm going to stick in with my it opinion. and say he doesn't play. I think you're going to bench him for a year and break him in gently. I don't think you're going to rush him in there straight away. Okay. Ollie, what do you reckon? Mm, I would have more than half. Um, I think they showed last year they're not afraid to change the quarterback around. They were sort of flip-flopping between the two. Um, and I don't think you're going to give up all that draft capital to then not play a guy. I don't think he'll play week one, but I would say he'll probably come this, in. This is why it's a hot take. Four or five, maybe. I can understand the point, because if Andy Dalton starts really well, you know, it might be difficult. Why would you bring him in? You know, but more than likely with our schedule, he doesn't start very well. And um, I think the pressure that Matt Nagy will be under to play Fields from the Chicago Bears fans will have too much of an impact. Because 
if we, you know, if we think about it, his job's on the line and his job's on the line with this quarterback, maybe only for a season. Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a hot take for a reason. I think a lot of Bear fans, um, can't speak for them, do expect Fields to start from the off. But I think it's completely feasible to expect Dalton to start week one. Remember that tweet, QB1. Just remember Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it it would be the worst thing in the world. Obviously, it really depends on uh, the system, Fields, his personality, his playing style, etc., etc., but, you know, the classic example is Mahomes. He sat for his first year and look at him now. You know, I think right now, I think it's 50-50, but I can see both situations happening. So, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good tip. It's a really good point about Mahomes because, obviously, Matt Nagy was the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs when Mahomes was benched for a year. So he does have previous with benching these quarterbacks and it worked out brilliantly. Although the Chiefs had um, Alex Smith, who is better than Andy Dalton, in my opinion, but I, I just know as a Bears fan that I want to see him as soon as we possibly can. And I also think that the TV gods or the TV guide have put us on primetime on Sunday thinking that Justin Fields will be the quarterback. And it's kind of a bit disappointing if you've got Dalton against Stafford. But who knows? Who knows what the Bears will do? I like it, Liam, to be fair. I, I do think it's interesting with with the Matt Nagy system and what he done with Mahomes, I, I, I think it's definitely worth a shout. All right, Ollie, hot take, my friend. If you want to learn about the NFL, watching Red Zone is better than watching the live game that's on. Oh, Liam shaking his head straight away. Liam, go on. I disagree. Watching a game is so much better. Red Zone is for all you kids makes me sound old and you just want to see touchdown quick plays no you got to watch the play develop and you got to see how the drive goes I think it's so much better I think it's the purest in me prefers it because like on red zone you'll just see a touchdown but you won't see that they how they necessarily got there or you don't see the whole play develop and that's what Um, I like about it I'm saying about if you want to learn the game you know you've got a much better chance of seeing some random rule across all the games of learning the players but if you watch the whole drive, you might see the play develop more and then you might learn r- rules better or easier. Yeah. I, do you know what? I don't often do this, but I actually think I agree with Liam. Um, I, love, I love Red Zone, but, you know, and I love the fact that it's on for seven hours with no commercials. But in a way, Liam's right. It's kind of, um, it's just watching purely the touchdowns and purely the biggest plays. It's kind of what... Florentino Perez said about younger people and watching football, they only want to watch the last That's the analogy minutes. I was trying to make, but yeah. Um, it's interesting. For me, you know, I'd always pick a Chicago Bears game over if they're on red zone because you, you do want to see every play. You're slightly more invested in every play. Um, Olivia, what do you think? I agree with Ollie. I love red zone. I think Scott Hansen, fantastic, perfect force. Um, in terms of learning the game, I think if you're a beginner, I think red zone's a lot more um, easier to digest. I think if you don't know the game um, completely going in it blind, I think sat watching a game with all the timeouts and, you know, the kind of insignificant, not very fancy players, I think that can put people off. So I think watching red zone and seeing the touchdowns and getting to know the players and, you know, the big stars. I think that is definitely a better stepping stone. For me, it was anyway. 
um, yeah, into would, the game. I would I, sit and watch yeah, the whole I, game now. Um, yeah. Like getting into it and just kind of like learning who was who and stuff. Red Zone was yeah. so good. I think, yeah. I think I can see both points of views and both are valid. Um, obviously, if it was the Jets or, any, you know, your favourite team, you'd probably opt to watch them. But, yeah, I think I agree with Ollie on this one. I do like a bit of Red Zone, not going to lie. I was just trying to throw a counter-argument for you, Ollie. But, like, through Red Zone, you wouldn't learn, like, the butt fumble or any other, like, ridiculous rules like that, would you? No, but it is, it is good for, for what it is, isn't it? Yes, yeah. you've got 16, let's say you've got 16 games a week, which you normally do. It, you couldn't possibly watch every single game for three hours. So it's really good to see that condensed if, information. I think like, Red Zone is everything that Gillette Soccer Saturday should be. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. The way it's the way it's hosted, the way it's it, it's so seamless between the games as well. It's really, really well done. And I, I, I think for really fantasy, it. it's better. Because you can see all the plays and touchdowns, and that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. With fantasy, that is what I watch instead of the actual. Actually, I just watch the app constantly against the person I'm playing because I've got no life and just nothing else going. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it is a really interesting point. And every time that um, I've pointed someone new towards NFL, I've said just watch Red Zone for seven hours and and see what you think, see what you like, and see what teams you like. But um, as a purist now, and I think we're all the same, we'd rather maybe rather watch three or four hours of a game. I don't know, but then it's difficult because if you're not invested in those teams, you wouldn't watch three or four hours of a game. Like Liam, I would, would. yeah, I would watch the Jets against the Browns. Yeah, I would. I'd watch like anything. The Jags. (laughs) I'd watch the Jags against the Jets. Yeah, I just love football, so I I would. Would you watch the Lions Texans? Yeah, because I love football. No, I, I've silly got like something wrong with me. Like I must be like a masochist or something. So I can't speak. So, yeah, I don't know why, but it's a fair point. If there's nothing else to do, I'd probably watch it. But I wouldn't get excited about. Oh no, I wouldn't. But it. I'd still watch it. Yeah. Okay, well, I like that one. Yeah, it was good. Um, Olivia, hot take. Yeah, so I think I've mentioned this very briefly in a past episode, and I'm not just trying to suck up to Liam. But I genuinely think the Vikings will look like legitimate contenders going into the playoffs. And I don't think I can say it will be with Cousins 100%. So I think that division's one of the most competitive. I think, um, you know, there's three very good teams in there that could all win, in my opinion. But the Vikings have gone under the radar for me a lot. And even with Cousins, um, I think you know what you're getting. He is a good QB. I don't think he's anything spectacular. But I think they have the potential to really shock a few people next year. Liam, what do you, what do you think, mate? So I could talk to you for days about stats with Kirk Cousins, but mm. I won't bore you all with it. So I think I disagree because our schedule is impossible and I can't I can't see us getting 10 wins I'd love to say you're right Olivia but I can't see us getting 10 wins so I've got a schedule to hand here so week one Bengals Cardinals Seahawks Browns Lions Panthers Cowboys Ravens Chargers Packers 49ers Lions Steelers Bears Rams yeah that is I mean that's all right to begin with and then it yeah 
that stretch is horrible. I think, I, though, think what, I think what you're saying about Cousins, yeah, I think this new QB could be our starter come a year or two. Yeah. Like. Mm. Yeah, I've noticed a lot of, I know it's off season, so you can't really look into this a lot, but a lot of hype with Kellen Mond um, building a bit up on Twitter. And I, there's, I, there's very little chance that he will be the starter coming to the season, but a lot of people like him. And I think second round pick, I think he was a good pick for the Vikings there. Um, I don't know. I can I can feasibly see a situation where Vikings are in the playoffs and they're starting Callum Mond, to be honest. But I'd, I know I'd, that's I'd a be, hot take. It's a hot take for a reason. I'd yeah, be on the board that. I do like it. I just I'm interested to where you think um the improvements come in the off season to move from so do a, I. a seven and nine team to a team that's possibly higher than the Bears and the Packers in the north. Yeah, that's a fair challenge. I think with the Bears, again, brilliant team, I think equally um, could make the playoffs. I think with the rookie QB, could there be a few teething problems there? Um, Possibly. Uh, I think with the Packers, obviously we've talked about this a lot, the Rodgers situation, if it all happens to be Rodgers ends up happy in Green Bay and you know, he is start a week one, then maybe the situation alters a bit. I just I just really like this Viking team. So I don't know what it is. I think maybe there's a bit of irrational, rationality about it. Love what they did in the draft. I think, I, I don't know. I think they can just, I think for me, they're my underdogs. And I think they can surprise a few people. And I would not be one bit surprised to see them win the division. I think a few people would. But yeah, that would be my hot take for that division personally. I really appreciate your enthusiasm, but I can tell you're not a Vikings fan because you get years and years of disappointment and you just get used to it. Yeah, I'm, well. I'm, I, I'm beyond getting heartbroken now every season because yeah. I've seen it all. Um, I've literally seen it all, but I, I hope you're right just to annoy George for no other reason. Liam, it wouldn't annoy me if your team done well. It honestly wouldn't annoy me, you know. I, I'm more than happy to see any of our teams do well, mm. but apart from the Ravens, I don't really like the Ravens. At all, to be honest. So, I'm I'm not too bothered about that. But um, I've been more than happy to see the Vikings do well um, and make the playoffs. For me, I just can't see enough of an improvement this year from what you've brought in. Um, it's look, we all know the NFL and it's unpredictable and it's it's definitely possible. And I can also definitely see a situation where Cousins gets benched for um, Kellamon. That was going to be one of my hot takes that. Cousins get spent. Apologies. <laughs> I, no, no, don't worry. I changed it at the last minute, but um, I, could, I could definitely see that happening. And it's just the schedule that puts us. It puts me off any team in the north, really. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's my problem. I think if we had an easier schedule, then yeah, I just I think maybe next year might be our. But then I think Zimmer will be gone, and I I don't know where we go from there. I, I think we're stuck. Bolly, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I'd like to see them have some success for Liam's sake, but I think schedule and sub-optimal QB play might see them miss out again. Yeah, see, look, Liam, we all want success for you, mate. We all want the best for you, you know. Not for Ipswich, but for the Vikings, I don't mind too much. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I'm not being biased here, but if one team have not won a Super Bowl, I think us or the Bills have got one of the most deserving teams. Maybe the Browns. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just yeah, said the Browns are the Bills. Yeah. Browns are Bills, yeah. 
Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I'll move on to one of mine. Um, so my first one is that Ryan Fitzpatrick plays in a postseason game for the first time in his career. Now, mm. I love this Washington team. I've said it so many times. I've bet on them. I've bigged them up. Have you bought a jersey yet? I've not bought a jersey yet. <laughs> but this is also me saying that Fitzpatrick plays throughout the whole season, is their number one quarterback throughout the whole season, and then gets them to win that division or to a place where they compete for the postseason. I just think with that offense and that defense and just every part about that team, all he needs to be is average or maybe even a little bit above average to take this team to about 11 and 6. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but that's my take. I would love to see it. I think he's good, not great. Mm. Yeah, I would like to see it not sold on it happening. Can I say, I think. I'd love to see it as well, but I don't know if he can stay fit all season. That's what it comes to. I think he's got enough to sort of just turn up, manage the game, win the games, but I'm not too sure if he can do it for a whole season. But what about the team itself? What about the Washington football team making the postseason? Yeah, I could see that happening. Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, I think there's a real chance he could uh, end up in the playoffs. I do think the quarterback position is one of the weakest, if not the weakest position in that group. And I feel like that's been a bit overlooked because they have done so well in free agency in the draft. And I think in a year like this, like coming up, I think they can get away with it and maybe address it next year. Um, in what seems to be a quite poor quarterback draft, that is. But I think, I think you're right. I think he does have to be average, which he can be. But for me, I'm surprised Washington didn't go more aggressive with the quarterback, whether that, again, draft or free agency. But if you look at the division, it's a bit of an unknown at the minute with, you know, the four teams there and like it was last season. So I think there's a real chance that they do make the playoffs. I think they're probably favourites, I imagine, right now. Um, don't quote me on that. But yeah, I, again, it's questions about his health. Can he do it? I think as long as he stays consistent on the field and gets a lot of help from his defence, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know who's the favourite for the division. I assume it's probably the Cowboys like it normally is for oh, yeah. the NFC. Our resident betting expert, Ollie Broom, will know who's favourite. Cowboys, football team, Giants, Eagles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Maybe a part of me is just that I'd love to see it. He's been in the league for so long, 16, 17 years. I think he's got a really good opportunity with this team because, as you say, this quarterback room has got no depth pretty much. It's him and Taylor Heineke. You know, that really is it. I'm really surprised they didn't move up in the draft um, to try and get Fields or even Max Jones. But maybe the opportunity just wasn't there or, um, you know, the Cowboys or Giants or Eagles wouldn't want to trade with them, which is understandable. But, yeah, for me, I'd just love to see it. I think he's played really well for the last couple of years. Um, he's done nothing to suggest that he doesn't deserve that starting job in Washington. And he's pretty much got better weapons around him than he did for the last two years as well. So, yeah, why not? Let's go for it. Let's uh, let's back it. All right, Liam, let's give us another one, mate. A hot take, that is. You ready? I yeah. Say- I was going to say about Minnesota, but Olivia stole the limelight. So, 
My hot take, numero two. The New Orleans Saints, top five draft pick. Season after. You hate the Saints, mate. You've already got them to finish bottom of the division. I just think with the wage cap, not necessarily... I'm not too sure about their draft. Winston at QB. I wouldn't be optimistic if I was a Saints fan. And I'm taking my opinion out of it here. I'm just saying as a pure football fan, if you've got Winston as your QB, I can't see it happening. All right. So, but they've got a lot of the same team they had last year. Yeah. A lot of all pros, a lot of, you know, pro bowlers. They won, I think, all their games with Taysom Hill at QB last season because they've got brilliant coaching. But apparently so, Hill's not starting. Well, no, but if he, if he does, but I trust Winston a bit more than Hill. He'll get the ball down there. He'll open up Michael Thomas and Kamara a bit more than Hill did. Um, so where do you think that they really... I mean, this is a huge drop-off that you're saying. Yeah. They have I'm to saying. go 3-14 and 14 or 4-13. Four and four and 13. So where are they losing all these, all these wins? Is it purely at quarterback? Yeah, I think turnovers are going to cost them games. Okay. I think the offense isn't going to turn up, which effectively isn't going to make them win football games. Well, I think the defense would do a solid job still. Um, I would go completely the other way and say they're more likely to be picking in the final five of the first round than the first five. I think that's another hot take, to be honest, because mm. I'd have them somewhere in the middle. So- I would have them, yeah, I'd have them, you know, lurking around the sort of. Um, 18, 19 for maybe getting the playoffs, maybe going out in the wild card. But I would lean towards them being better and progressing through the playoffs than losing every week and picking top five. I think possibly because their division isn't the strongest as well. I know they got the Buccaneers, but the Falcons and the Panthers are still rebuilding. Um, their, Their schedule isn't too bad. Other than that as well, they, they play some pretty pretty nice divisions. Olivia, what do you make of it? Yeah, that is a hot take from Liam, I think. Um, I think they've done a, a brilliant job at managing the cap for this year. Obviously, Bree's helping, uh, Bree's retiring helped and, you know, they've kept a good core of their team. I think playoffs in that division has... Um, is viable. Again, I understand the questions about Winston and Hill and maybe if I was in the Saints position, um, maybe would have pursued quarterback in a different way. I think there was rumours that they wanted to trade up on draft night, but it never materialised. So maybe they aren't happy with Winston. And But I think with a head coach like Peyton, I think for this, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's proved to be so clutch along the years in terms of managing the team and whatnot. So I think playoffs, probably second in the division. I wouldn't be surprised if they missed out either. It really depends on how they can transition from Drew Brees. I think that's the key point here. Um, yeah, I think they're one of the more interesting teams in the division, uh, in the NFL at the minute. So I, it's crazy how you can have both uh, opinions on all the spectrum. And it can be justified in both ways. So, yeah, ones to definitely keep an eye out on for me. I'll give you a, a mild take. Winston will manage to throw more touchdowns and interceptions. Well, that's bold. <laughs> yeah. That is I'll, bold. I'll, no. take, I'll take your bet on that, Brim. I'll yeah. bet you a sandwich to that. 
Yeah, I think I'd have a sandwich on that as well. Yeah, I don't see it happening whatsoever. But I, do you know what? I can easily see the Saints regressing this year and, and losing more games well, than they did last year because it's a tough, you know, losing Drew Brees is a huge part of, you know, that team and why they were so good for the last 15 years. And yeah, I can easily see them losing more games this season. See, I think they will regress, but I'm just giving you a really hot take a mild, spicy Vindaloo possibly take. Is, are you sure you haven't tinged this spicy vindaloo with your hatred of the Saints? No. I just no. Yeah, if you're blinded by rage. <laughs> no, I've got no rage. We've beat them twice. So, no, I just think they're going to have a massive drop-off this year. Yeah, I've, no, I agree. I think they'll have a drop-off. I don't think it'll be to that extent, but I do think they'll have a drop-off from where they've been in the last few years. Because the Saints really, over the last maybe three, four years, you could argue have been the most consistent team in the NFL maybe other than the Chiefs as well. They're always there or thereabouts, but they don't they don't push it. They never get or never seem to get to the, you know, Super Bowl or they got to the NFC championship game, but then they had that thing with the Rams where it all went a bit, you know, peaked on. And I shock you, I think Green Bay are one of the most consistent teams in the NFL. Because they're always there and thereabouts every year. They've just lost by a couple of plays. Yeah, Green Bay as well, definitely. I think New Orleans have a problem that their time to win the Super Bowl has just gone. They had mm. it in the last couple of years while Breeze was there and they had all the other pieces around him. And now it kind of seems to me that they're rebuilding and they won't be Super Bowl contenders for a couple of years, in my no, opinion. Longer. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ollie, take two. Um, it's two part of this one. I haven't quite got it all figured out yet. Maybe you can... Uh help me with this but there should be more jeopardy for teams being rubbish so you mean so you don't just get draft picks for example so you get rewarded you get the easiest schedule the fourth place schedule and you get high draft pick for being dreadful um you know obviously there's not any like relegation or anything like that um but there should be some sort of jeopardy for for being bad you know and i i do like the um like the cyclical nature of it. So, you know, you've had the Browns go from 0-16 to now being hyped up as a contender in a few years. Um, yeah, see what you guys think. What I think is that a lot of teams, if you look at like the Jaguars this year, or last year, should I say, they tanked. I hate the fact that teams do this. So right, what... this is part two. <laughs> well, yeah, go on, and I'll answer after. I'm not buying into the whole thing about tanking. I don't think it is a real thing. Um, so someone like um, Shahid Khan, who owns the Jags, he might secretly be thinking, well, I hope we have a bad season, I'll land Trevor Lawrence. But I don't think, in all honesty, there's players and coaches going out there with their jobs on the line and playing badly on purpose. You know, someone like, um, like Gardner Minchu, he's now out of a job with the Jaguars. He's not their starter anymore. But you could I don't think that's team. on purpose. They didn't play Minshew. They played that Mike Glennon. And it's all part of this mm. kind of thing that equates to tanking. And I get that the professionals don't want to at all, but I do feel like the coaching staff and the owners do. I think the players, yeah, I don't think the players do on purpose because they don't want to go out to lose. But the owners, I think, is a different question. What they do in the NBA, I think, is a brilliant idea with the draft. They do a draft lottery. Yeah, that is cool. And, which is a fantastic idea. So even if you do try and tank, 
you know, you're not guaranteed a number one draft pick, which I think is a fantastic idea. And I can think I, that's something they should look to bring in to the NFL. Can I give you a hot take? I hate the NBA draft system. I don't think it's fair <laughs> because, for example, like the Timberwolves are last every year and they always, they never get like a first pick until recently. I don't think it's fair. But then they, they should be, pick, they should be they, picking now. They should be, yeah, they should be doing better. They shouldn't be rubbish all the time. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea, Ollie, to be fair. And I think it's I think it's a great point that professionals don't tank and they won't tank, but I do think there's a part of coaching teams that know they're gonna leave, like Doug Marone and the Jags last year, that just don't care. And playing Mike Lennon for the last few games instead of Gardner Minshew, to me, just so, uh, showed me that they were tanking. I don't I don't know what you guys think, Olivia. Yeah, as a resident tank expert, um, I think obviously as a Jets fan, there's a bias that, you know, we have been consistently bad for the past 10 years. And when we have a bad season, it's a nice consolation to be in the top five, 10, wherever we end up being. Um, I do agree that an NBA style, uh, lottery style draft would probably prevent that to an extent you're always going to have bad teams the Jaguars I'm pretty certain that they they were in tank mode and I think the owner of the New York Jets to an extent were because if they weren't they would have um, sacked Adam Gaze mid-season and why give him the full season when it was um, when it was over after you know week five or whatever so yeah I mean as a fan of a bad team, I'm going to have that bias. I do enjoy staying up um, watching the draft because, you know, we should be getting a good player. But I completely understand why it can be seen as unfair and uncompetitive. And, you know, a lot of NFL fans who originally were football fans, they um, they think, oh, well, why would you want to cheer for your team to lose? And if you look at the bigger picture players, yeah. So, yeah, I totally get that take and here's, I completely agree to be honest here's a question for you do you think that you try to tank for Lawrence regardless well, if you did or not we... do you think they did or um no I don't think we purposely did because well we beat the Rams you know we went out to that game to win and we did and um I don't I think Adam Gaze was trying to keep on to his job for another year there was no benefit to him tanking um you know we just had a really bad head coach really bad team really bad game management really bad roster and I just think we were just bad there was no purpose to it we you know yeah and I think um, for most teams it is like that athletes don't play to lose most of them don't anywhere so but owners and coaching staff might so, yeah, I feel like the system is slightly bit outdated. Just going back on to tanking, do you think part of it's with the fans as well? Because you had fans already halfway mm. through the season, last season, Jets fans, especially saying, oh, just tank for Trevor, tank for Trevor. And as a Jets fan yourself, would you have rather won those two games or gone Norton 16 and ended up with Trevor Lawrence? Well, I'm not going to lie. I was very much, after week three, four, I think it was when we knew this was going to be a terrible season I was very much tank for Trevor and I do completely understand people who want the teams to win 
I just think we weren't getting anything out of that season. So why not try and get the best draft spot as possible? And, you know, I think if you go onto the uh, UK Jets Twitter page, especially when we played the Raiders and they beat us with the literally the last play of the game, you know, it was so weird because everyone was celebrating a loss. <laughs> and obviously the fan inside you, that's think, well, that's crazy. Why are they celebrating a loss? But, you know, it was something to celebrate and that sounds really pathetic. And I suppose it is to an extent that um, we were celebrating our team being bad. But the way the NFL is structured, you get rewarded for being bad. So it's like, it is what it is. It's not nice. Um, you, obviously, you'd rather be winning, but if you're going to lose, lose so you get the most benefit out of it. And that's how the system's set up. So, Ollie, back to your original point. What kind of, um, you know, not punishments exactly, but what should be handed out to these teams that suck ass? Yeah, I hadn't really figured that out. Um, I don't think you can really give them less salary cap or anything like that. That might be a bit harsh. Um, but I mean, it happens in um, in like football over here as well. Like you get parachute payments if you get relegated. Yeah, I think the worst yeah. team to be given Mitch Trubisky, and then every season <laughs> he just he just wanders around to a different terrible team. And then has to deal with that, or just give them some other terrible, give them Nick Foles or just any other terrible player, and they've got to play them for all sixteen games. That that'd be a that'd be a nice punishment, although they'd be terrible for another, what, another year. What about if you took away revenue? Because obviously they split apart from the Cowboys, they all split the revenue with shirt sales. So if you get bottom, you lose ten percent or five percent or something. Do they split it equally between all the teams? Yeah, apart from the Cowboys, yeah, everyone splits it equally. That's a great idea. I never knew that. Yeah. How comes the Cowboys don't? Because they're the Cowboys, because they're America's team and they thought they get the most revenue, so they want to take it all for themselves. To be fair, they probably do, along with maybe the Raiders. And yeah, that's probably it. I'm all right. I can teach you something new about the NFL. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great idea. I like that take as well. That, that, was, a, that was a good chat. All right, Olivia, take two. Yeah, so... I think this is quite a spicy take and I think John Gruden gets fired whether that's in season or at the end of the season and obviously that's quite spicy because of his contract and you know the context surrounding that I just think the Raiders are going to have a really bad season the more I look at it the more I just think the division's so tough and against them the roster's Average, mediocre at best, in my opinion. There's no real superstars. It's kind of going nowhere. There doesn't seem to be a plan. And I think they'll uh, be a really bad season, probably top five draft picks, and they'll cut the losses. And I think they'll move on at the end of the season. Blimey, that was a few hot takes in there. Top five draft mm. picks, losing the head coach. It, it does make sense. What they've done in the offseason is really strange. Really, really strange. I know there's there's talks about Julio Jones going there, which we'll get onto later in the podcast. But every part of that team, from offense to defense, doesn't fill you with any confidence. You couldn't pick a specific area or you know group of players that you get really excited about. It used to be the offensive line; they got rid of all mm-hmm. them. You know they haven't really got any receivers. They've got a nice running back in Josh Jacobs and I guess Kenyon Drake as well. But the defense has got absolutely nothing. It's a really, really strange team, Ollie. Yeah, um, 
don't want to say too much here because the Raiders factor into my third one. Mm. Um, but yeah, I could I could definitely see it happening. Um, I don't think they're set up to have a good season. Um, strange decision making. Yeah, I could uh, I could see this happening. I think it'd be stupid to keep him on because I can't see him progressing under him. What about Mayock though? Does Mayock stay or does he go as well? Well, you'd think they'd get rid of them both, but it'll cost them so much money to get rid of John Gruden now. I mean, giving him that 10-year deal was absolutely ridiculous anyway. I think you can always agree agree on that. Nobody deserves a 10-year deal coming back to coming back to a team straight away. But it's just been... Yeah, because Mike Mayock, as we've said before, a really clever football guy, you know, knows a lot. And for me to let some of these players go that he has, it's just a bit baffling. I don't get it. I, I, yeah, I don't understand it. I think there's more to it than we know. I think it's a great take, though. I, I really do think the Raiders are going to struggle. You mentioned that division, the AFC West. I mean, that is a grim division to be in at the moment. You know, two outstanding quarterbacks, Andrew Locke, and then... Yeah, sorry, I had, to, I had to do that. I couldn't stop myself. Um, but, you know, I checked out their schedule as well. It's a tough schedule. Yeah, I I like it. I think it could definitely happen. The only thing about John Gruden, you'd say, is will they part with the cash to get rid of him? Or will mm, will they let yeah. him rebuild this team? I, I guess that might be the only thing you can look at. They'll need to put him in like a padded room when they tell him <laughs> to just start throwing punches. He's an angry man. Does he wear a wig as well? I can't work, I can't work out whether it's a wig or a toupee. I don't want to ask him or tweet him because... I'll get some horrendous abuse back, but it just looks awful. I don't know what it is. I think if a guy on that kind of money, he's got to get himself to Turkey and get himself a nice little, you know, hair transplant or something. Come back like Wayne Rooney. All right. All right. I'll move on to my second hot take. Um, I'm not too sure about this one, the more I thought about it, but the Jacksonville Jaguars will make the postseason. Now, what I've based this down to is purely Trevor Lawrence. Um, also, I like what they've done in the off-season. I think they've improved pretty much every single area of that team. The AFC South is not a great division, really. You've got the Texans, the Titans, who I think will regress, and the Colts, where you just you never really know. But I think Trevor Lawrence is that good a prospect and that good a player that he turns this team from a 1-15 team to about, I'd say, a 10-7 and seven looking at it at the moment, purely based on on him, the running back, the new wide receivers, the improved defensive line, the improved secondary, and the improved defensive line, and with the new coach in Urban Meyer. Ollie, what do you think? Um, not quite as high on them as you are. Um, I would say the Colts win the division sort of by default. I think it's very... The other three teams are very strong. Um, and then I think the wild cards will go to other teams in the AFC. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go one and fifteen again, but I would have their ceiling as probably six or seven wins. I think my my thoughts was also strength of schedule. They get a fourth place schedule. They play a lot of the other worst teams in the NFL. They'll, I I know what I'm saying about ten and seven. It seems like a stretch now, but if you look at what Andrew Luck done for the Colts, taking them from the number one pick to 
uh, I think it was 12 and four uh, the season after. And from what everyone's seen and heard about Lawrence, he's just as good as luck was coming out of college. You know, Olivia, am I mad to think this about the Jags? I don't think you're mad. I think there is a lot of hype around them right now, obviously, with Lawrence, the coach. A lot of people really like the draft that they've just had. I think for me, it's just a season too soon. Again, I don't think they'll be, you know, their first draft pick. I think there is just a bit too many few unknowns there for me. I think I would like to see how the team kind of gels first. And this year is going to be a huge transition year for the franchise. Yeah, I think but, transition, yeah. give him a year to sort of bid in. Yeah, kind of let Lawrence see how he feels in the pros. And yeah, I think the ex- I think there is a lot of expe- expectations on them. I think because their division is arguably not that competitive. I think the best thing that can happen for them is that they do get maybe those six or seven wins. You know, Trevor shows some real promise, the rookie show. Um, some real ability and the kind of bedding as a team, the coaching staff beds in and maybe not have that expectation straight away because, you know, once you've got that expectation, it's really hard to maintain. I mean, again, look at Andrew Luck and his career and what the team did or didn't do for him. So I think it's important for the Jags to get those building blocks right before maybe thinking about championship ambitions just for now anyway. I think this year is going to be that kind of transition year, like I've said. That's fair. I don't think they help themselves as well with taking them seriously and then signing Tim Tebow. I think that that's mm, a problem. Yeah. You know, um, Liam, I've mentioned Tim Tebow, so I'm looking your way already. What do you make of it? Tim Tebow? No, the uh, Jags. Not, not, I don't want to get into a Tim Tebow conversation. I just wanted you to mention Tebow. Um, I think they get five or six wins next season. And I think that's a nice, but what interests me is where do they go next season? So what parts are missing and then what do they then do to build on it to get them to 10 or 12 wins? Because they're going to be players short. Are they going to, they need to draft well for the next five years plus here to win a championship. If that's what they want, presumably. Well, I guess that's obviously the long-term plan. I, I just don't think they're too far off winning a division. I think, the, the improvement they'll make this year and already looking at the roster is is huge, really. And they didn't they lost quite a few games last season by only one score. And as we mentioned previously, they were tanking for the last few games anyway. So they were always going to lose them. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just so high on Trevor Lawrence and just from what I've seen at college, but I just think this guy is so good. And you know, I'll be doing a lot of things to try and get tickets to go and see him in London, that's for sure. I think that's I think it, fair. I think you... Sorry, go on. Sorry, you start. Go on. No, I just think um, Lawrence will be, I think, the game changer in that franchise and they really needed um, him to kickstart it because Jacksonville, yeah, they did make the um, AFC Championship game quite a few years ago now and then they kind of didn't push on. Um, a lot of the big stars left. So I feel like it was definitely since that game against the Pats, they were in decline. I feel like Lawrence, and I do think he will be absolutely phenomenal in the NFL. I think they needed him to turn it around. And it's important to kind of be um, gentle with the expectations as well as excited. So I think you've got the evaluation of him spot on there, in my opinion. It's just about managing those expectations. Yeah. Sorry, okay. Liam, go on. 
I was just going to say, I'm interested. We obviously know he's a good player, but how is he going to adapt? Because he's going to have a lot less time in the pocket. The mm. players are different around him. He's got to learn the system and I'm presumably he's got the playbook already. So it's, I'm quite interested to see how he adapts and how quickly he, because he's going to have to literally do it from pre-season like straight away. That's what I'm interested to see. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait That's to see fair. him in pre-season, if I'm honest. I really can't wait to see him in pre-season and just see what this guy's all about. I don't think I've been this excited about a number one pick for a long time. And uh, yeah, like I'll it. I'll tell you what, I don't think I have since maybe luck. I don't know, there's not many. It's just the hype, it. isn't it? It's just the hype around him. that mm. It's not just been this year, it's been for the last three years. Well, but, it's been throughout his high school career as well. But I think the hype's justified mm. because of how good player he is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the Jaguars have got an absolute legend in the making in the NFL there. All right, um... Liam, so we've had some hot takes from a few of our listeners, a few of our followers. Do you want to read them out, my friend? I will read one out for you now. Um, it's from our number one listener, Chris Ellis, and he said, Drew Luck will get... <laughs> I can't even, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say it. Come on. He said he'll get the MVP, the 32 Did he say how many drinks he'd had before this tweet? This is what I want to know. He didn't say... Yeah, I, I think he's just trying to... Shift if, we're on scale, like, if we're on the curry scale, that's like a foul. That's worse that than a foul. No, that no one oh, it's wants. It's a foul, mate. It's, a foul. it's an absolute <laughs> foul. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, it's unlikely. I think, Ollie, we said, was it yes um, last week that he was the 32nd-ranked quarterback in the NFL, which is quite an achievement. I don't think he even plays to start with, so I think that's even more of an achievement. No, I think Teddy Bridge Maybe he'll be the MVP Waterboy. Yeah, that's it. He could be the he could be the you know MVP backup of the league. He can definitely Clip do that. Clipboard holder, possibly. They, they, <laughs> they needed. I you also don't know that he's going to be on this Broncos team in uh, by the time that the season rolls around. I mean, I don't think he will be. I know your mate Ellis is an Aaron Rodgers guy and is expecting Rodgers to go there, so. You never know, but I saw nothing from Drew Lock last year that wouldn't even it wouldn't even make me confident as a starter. Never mind an MVP candidate. Olivia, am, am I wrong? Yeah, you know that is um, that's quite the take. I don't think he will be on the Broncos roster. But here's a question: Where do you th- if he's not with the Broncos, where do you think he will end up, and do you think he'll be a backup? The XFL Texans with their hundred Canadian football league. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Texans. You're right. It'll so be the Texans. He'll be yeah, another mm. running back and just Tex- Texans as a tight end. Yeah. Can someone nice. call their fantasy team name that this year, please? You can, because you barely play in fantasy anyway. You turn up for the first two weeks, like Drew Locke. So yeah, but yeah, there you go. You may as well. Uh, no, it's an interesting one to see where he could go after that. He'd have to go to a team with a solid starter at QB and a solid coaching platform. Um, do you know what the Saints kind of pops into my head? Just because they're coaching so good, that I think that they could actually do something to help him out. But are the Saints really, or the Bills, it's, that, it's those kind of teams that I might look at, or the 49ers. Uh, you, can, you can never see him as a starter in the league again, I don't think. But he might be able to be a backup or, you know, a QB free. But unless he does a Josh Allen kind of thing in his third year, I think his days are numbered in the NFL. That's fair. That's fair. 
Liam, take two. So this is from uh, one of our, I was saying listener, but he's not really a listener, isn't he? But he's a friend of ours who's Cowboys fan, Liam Bojas. And he said, AFC South to have less total wins than the NFC East. That blows my Jaguars thing out of the water, doesn't it? Nice. Um, Ollie, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I think Texans won't get too many. Uh, yeah, I think the um, the East is sort of on the rise. I think there'll be... <laughs> is this a hot take? There'll be at least one winning record in the East? No, probably, yeah, to be fair, <laughs> in the last few years, that probably is a hot take. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think there'll be more overall wins in that division. Yeah, a winning record is nine wins now, isn't it? So, well, I guess it was nine. No, it was yeah, it was nine wins before, but nine wins seems a lot for any team in the NFC East. Uh, well, I don't, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. If, if they all beat the Eagles, then they all tend to beat each other. That's the problem in that division. That's why they always end up so close. But mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The Texans, obviously, you could easily see them going zero and seventeen. And, you know, that's quite the possibility. Again, as I said, the Titans could regress. Yeah, I think Titans will be sort of middle of the road. Um, so that's a few wins off the number. Olivia, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's a fair take. I think the question revolves around the quarterbacks, as it often does. I think in the NFC um, East, there's a lot of questions about, I think, about all four quarterbacks, to be honest. Probably Dak's the most sure thing. Um, but even then, you know, will he be the same after his injury? We've talked about Fitzpatrick and his consistency. Um, Hurts, is he going to make that jump? A lot of people I know don't like him. And Daniel Jones, is he going to solidify himself as that franchise QB? I'm not totally confident he will. But I think they will get more wins. I think all of them have improved. I think it'll be a lot more competitive. And there will be winning records. And the AFC South, again, we've talked about, is just not as competitive as it has been previously. And I think they'll probably be the poorest division in the NFL this year. There you go. Liam, how do you feel on it? I think it's fair. I'm, I'm with agreement with you all. Um, I've got another hot take from... Uh, Shank Club, I believe his his name is. Um, he said Jimmy G will win a Super Bowl. Did he say he win the Super Bowl as in this year? He just said a Super Bowl. He didn't say what year. Oh, okay. He just said we'll win the Super Bowl. I disagree with that. I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl. I think he's a modern day Tony Romo. Don't see it happening. Yeah, I think the problem that Jimmy G might have after this year is that it's hard to see. Well, no, I guess he could be QB1, but the problem is that he's got so many injuries or had so many injuries. Even, even if he stays fit all season and he plays an entire season, I don't see him stepping up and winning a Super Bowl. I don't think he's good enough player. Well, I definitely can't see him doing it this year because I think Trey Lance takes his job. So that's I think a big he plays. issue. I think he plays more games than Lance this year. Unless really? it's injuries. Yeah, I do. If you look at the 49ers moved up you know, two first-round picks to get Lance. Yeah, but I think... It's, it's that pressure of a first-round pick. But they'll use him as trade bait to get rid of him, to get something back for him. Interesting. Ollie, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think that 49ers offence is really dangerous this year. So it could well happen this year. Um, after that, assuming Lance is the starter 
and Garoppolo ends up elsewhere, sort of depend. It could go anywhere, and he it could land in a, a really winning situation. Um, I've, I've heard he likes the northeast quite a lot. I can't. I mean, the team. I think the uh, the Pats is that ship has probably sailed now with them taking Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see where he ends up and if it's with a contender. Uh, but this season, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility. I no, I do you know what forty nine ers could easily get there. It's just my point is he won't play in that Super Bowl. You know, oh, I, I think if they can run the gauntlet of that AFC West, then they're well set up for a playoff run. Um, yeah, is it like the FA Cup? Does he still get a medal if he doesn't play? That's true. Yeah, you do get a medal. You're just not ever thought about pretty much because you know, it, unlike the FA Cup, you or like the Premier League, you could play the first 37 games, but the guy who plays the 38th. Is he going to be like um, David May in the back of the picture when Man United won the Champions League? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah no, it would be like Bebe, or whatever his name was, when United won the Champions League in 2008. He's just somewhere at the back with a medal that he never deserved. Uh, Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not as down on Jimmy G as a lot of people are. I think if you look at his stats, uh, when they actually did go to the Super Bowl, they were great in my opinion, certainly starting quality. A lot of people say the defence got them to the Super Bowl, which I think, again, is fair. I don't think he will ever win one. I do think after the 49ers, he will get a starting job somewhere, whether it's a stopgap or whatever. I, I don't think he'll be this year that that happens. But, again, it is hard to predict because he could land in a really nice situation with really good coaching staff. Um, you know, great offence and all he needs to do is stay healthy again that's a big ask from history and it's completely feasible but right now if he stayed with the 49ers I don't think it's possible and I don't think it'll happen I've got a scenario for you Wilson Wilson leaves Seahawks goes to the Seahawks I'm playing complete like fantasy here but like if he went someone (laughs) like that or like say went to the Packers because Rogers leaves yeah, if he gets put in a nice situation, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. If he went to someone like that, I think, yeah, maybe he could. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily not down on him. I just don't think he's necessarily a good enough player to win a Super Bowl. I think he's a good quarterback. I just, I think he's lacking something, which is why he won't win it. The problem that he's going to have is that even if you get put in a good situation, the thing is with Jimmy G, you're going to need a good quarterback too because he will get injured and he will miss mm-hmm. games. True. So if that team's second string quarterbacks nothing then no he probably he probably won't but i you can't realistically say that jimmy jimmy g is going to play 16 uh, or 17 games now a season plus all the postseason games which i guess is the worry but i'd love to see him win it he seems like a, a oh nice I'd, I'd like him to win it he deserves it really does yeah no i definitely agree all right let's um let's go around the house one more time with our hot takes liam you're on the clock Mac Jones, rookie QB of the year. Okay. Okay. Why? I friend? think he starts in New England and I think they've really helped the team. Like they've brought a lot of wide receivers in. They've really helped the offense. I think he does. Well. I think he fits their system really well. I, I could just see this all working out under Bill's evil empire plan. Um, why do you think he starts over Cam Newton? 
I, I don't think Cam, I think they've just kept him as a safety option. I don't think Cam's, I think his days are done as a starter now. Okay, I agree that Mac Jones has been put in an amazing position. You know, probably the best coaching staff in the NFL, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. He's a pocket passer, so that's perfect for him. You know, he'll just stay in there. He's got new weapons. He's got Hannah Henry, Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar. You know, he's yeah, it's got a lot going for him, Mac Jones, and the situation that he's in. Ollie, what do you reckon? Does he start week one? I think Cam will be the starter for three or four weeks at least. Um, similar to sort of Dalton in Chicago. And rookie of the year, probably have Lawrence penciled in, which would go with your 10 wins. If they get 10 wins, he is winning that trophy without a doubt. If they get 10 wins, he should be MVP. <laughs> then my rookie of the year. He buy his jersey, George, if they do get 10 wins. Not a China <laughs> fake. Happily get his jersey. I'm, I'll probably I'll probably get it um, when I go down to the game. If I'm I get probably going to get one, to be honest, because I love him. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I say he's in an amazing position. I think if he starts week one and plays all 17 games, there's no reason why he can't win that rookie of the year. Um, Olivia, what do you think? Yeah, I, I do think Cam will start. And I think when Mac does come in, and I, I agree with Ollie, I think he'll be round about week four, week five-ish, maybe a bit later. I think he'll have, he'll show potential, but I think he'll have some adjustment issues. So obviously he is a pocket pass, pass passer, excuse me, um, very Brady-esque, a lot of people have compared him to. I think his accuracy will be a problem. I think that'll show. I think being able to escape um, the pass rush in the pros, I think he'll falter with and I do I don't think he will be written off I do I think he'll have potential but I think there'll be a few question marks going to year two and what they do with him then so I think he will be adjusted I'd be surprised if he got rookie of the year I don't think and this may be a hot take in itself I don't think a quarterback gets it um I think he'll be someone I'm going to Possibly. I mean, I think they're more likely than a quarterback. Looking at where the quarterbacks went and the chances of starting, I think you'll be someone like Chase, Pitt, Waddle. I think they're more likely to, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with Matt Jones. I don't, I, I don't think he'll be he'll set the league on fire just yet. Hopefully, anyway. <laughs> He's definitely been put in one of the best situations, though, probably along mm. with Trey Lance, you'd argue that he couldn't have fallen to a better team, really. True. In a very competitive division, arguably, where you've got both quarterbacks, two, maybe one team better than them. So they're not out-and-out favourites. So maybe that'll change the dynamics a bit. But I agree. I think both of them were in the best positions in terms of where the quarterbacks went. Yeah. I think it might be a hot take that at one point in the season we see Mac Jones wearing a MAGA hat because he's just so MAGA. I mean, oh, it, it's crazy how MAGA. MAGA that guy is. I mean, who's his hot take? Who's more MAGA, Wilson or him? Different be... types of MAGA. Oh, yeah, sorry. they are two types of MAGA. Wilson looks, I don't know, there's something. Wilson kind of looks innocent MAGA, but Mac Jones looks Ooh. like, you know, those families on the Purge films. 
that get the people in and kill them. <laughs> That's where he looks like he's been brought up. You know, no offense yeah. to, no offense to him. It might be completely different, but that he's just got that look about him, and he's the only guy that got booed on on draft day. And I don't yeah. know. There's just there's just something about him that I don't really like. But you know what will happen? The Patriots will pick up an absolute superstar in Jones and turn him into one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I don't think it's at all out, outside the realm's possibility that he wins Rookie of the Year. Definitely not. Okay, Ollie, take three, please. Uh, we're going back to the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr deserves better. Yeah, I completely agree with that. <laughs> um, um, I'll I give you two comparisons. So, um, one, Matt Stafford, Detroit, just not backing him up and not helping him out at all over his tenure there. Um, and then on the complete opposite side of the ledger, Mahomes going into Kansas City and they've just built everything around him, giving him every opportunity to succeed, which he has had to grasp with both hands, but he's he has completely. And that's yeah. obviously, you know, supporting your guy and um, something the Raiders just haven't, done at all with, with Derek Carr I don't think every single off season there's rumours about they're going to trade him they're going to cut him and it's just sort of like shit will get off the pot really that's it Derek Carr's a guy that's got more MVP votes than Russell Wilson I mean which is ridiculous anyway but... over 100 pass rate in the last two seasons over 4,000 passing yards last three seasons and you look at the weapons he's had for those two seasons that is really quite impressive I just think they just should Either get rid of him and let him go somewhere else and have a chance or back him and build around him. Well, the thing is that in 2020, or I guess it was at the end of 2019, they were really in for Brady, really in for Brady. And they they mm. they done a lot to try and get Tom Brady in there. And then it kind of feels like Derek Carr's just been left there thinking, well, what the fuck's happening here? They don't. I don't think the Raiders do see him as their guy really it's just a guy that they've kind of been stuck with on a on a big contract and you know they saw the bright lights of Tom Brady tried to get him in didn't work and now they've just they've just left him there really Olivia I don't know what you think yeah I think he does deserve better um I think he's underrated I would like to see him on another team I think I'd like to see him in the situation Stafford's just gone to if anything out of curiosity um, because I think if they did back him and didn't do all these weird Raiders moves, he they could, you know, they could have been a playoff team by now. Even after Mahomes' emergence, I think there was a real opportunity there. I think they've missed it. The division's a bit too competitive now for them. And it's weird because if they weren't going to back him and they weren't for Brady, like you said, why didn't they move on from him? I know there's always rumours every year about them moving on trade and whatever. Why didn't why haven't they gone and got um drafted a QB? Um it just feels like it's just yeah he'll do we maybe not hundred percent with him but for now he'll do and that's just gone on for the past five years or so whatever it is. Um yeah I think it's again weird situation. The Raiders can only blame themselves. 
And I think next year, uh, coming into the 2022 season, I'll be surprised if he's a Raider. Maybe that's a bit of a hot take, but yeah, I do volley again. He's kind of the forgotten man in the NFL, Derek Carr, really. You know, he is actually a really good quarterback, as you say. And I go back to my Kirk Cousins theory. Derek just isn't a popular name. And once you hear the name Derek, it's I think it's a problem. I think these guys need to rebrand, you know, and then they'll start becoming bigger players, bigger names. Then they're harder to harder to forget because at the moment, Derek, I, I don't know. Liam, does Derek do anything for you? It's a very southern name to me. I think he gets a lot of unwanted abuse that he doesn't deserve. Like he gets a lot of shit online, and I don't think he deserves it. I think so do numbers... you though, mate, in our group chat, to be fair. That's very true. That's a story for another time, though, isn't it? But yeah. What if he like rebrands himself? Like gets a massive gets like a massive tattoo, calls himself like dangerous Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he needs. Big D. He... He needs his own entrance music as he's going into to every single game, like they're doing wrestling. Yeah, like ACDC or something. Yeah, um, absolutely. Metallica out of the black hole. Like, yeah, that's but what can, We could do ACDC, but if we've, we just need to think of something for AC, because DC is already Derek Carr. So that's beautiful. If you just think of something for AC, you're laughing. And then he just comes out to, I don't know, back in black, because they wear black. And then it's all written there. I might, I might actually tweet him, because these are some... Top ideas. We could have angry quarterback Derek Carr, but quarterback is spelled with a C. Oh, gangster. Yeah. Just yeah. literally <laughs> no fucks given. Angry yeah. cornerback. Yeah. yeah. Tell you what, we, we need a new job rebranding quarterbacks because mm. look at what we've just done for Derek Carr's career. I can feel his stock rising as we speak. Um, all right. Where are we? Olivia, hot take three. Yeah. So. This is about the NFL in general, and this is either going to be a really hot take or a really cold take, and I'm not quite sure which one it is until I see your guys' opinions. So I think that having or rebranding a current NFL franchise and moving them, whether it internationally, whether it is to London, Mexico City, whatever, permanently, so they play eight, nine home games there every season, will be absolutely terrible for the NFL. I don't think it can be sustained. And I think ultimately will be really bad for the league itself, the players, coaches and the fans, international and domestic fans as well. Okay, Liam, I'll start with you. I agree. I don't think it's a good move. Unless they move to Canada or Mexico City, I think, Mm. no, I don't think it's a very good idea. I think the only reason why I say Canada is because it works in baseball and other sports and NBA Mm. and hockey that's, That's true. the only reason. But if it's London, no, I don't know mm. how that works. And I don't think I've always wondered the logistics of that because you'd have to play three or four games at home or away. Mm. What do you do with pay? Do you pay them in dollars still? What do you exactly. do like training camp? Yeah. Do you still train in Jacksonville? Do you train in Hertfordshire? Yeah, there's a lot of things I don't really know. <laughs> no, I only I only say that because that's where they the Jags their oh, hotel they? is. Yeah, so that's where they okay, train the, in the week. Yeah, I only know this because I've been, yeah. but yeah. I agree, it's really difficult for the team that's based in, you know, England or Germany or wherever it'll be because you're flying every other week and stuff like that. But what I would say is that if you look at football in Europe, they're doing the same thing. 
really. They're flying every two weeks to go and play in the Champions League, but Europa League. Seattle to London's a bit different than going from here to Gdansk. It's not quite yeah. the same. Yeah, I appreciate it. But you can say that about going from London to Zenit St. Petersburg or to Moscow or Azerbaijan. I think the travelling can always be, I don't know, incorporated in a way that you can make it work. You could even do... I know it wouldn't necessarily be ideal for, you know, the other teams, but you could do eight weeks in the US doing all your away games or eight weeks at home doing all your home games. I know it's not ideal, but it means that there's not as much travelling going on. Yeah, I don't like, Yeah, I don't like it as an idea. I think it should stay in America or... As maybe a fan of the UK, I want it to happen because then we get to go to eight games a year. As a but, fan of the sport, no, I, I don't think it's a very good idea. But isn't the good part of us having games over here is that we just don't have it a lot. I love the fact that we only yeah. have two, and I love the fact that there's different teams that come over every year. All right, the Jags come over every year, but we we know that if the Jags were here all the time, we'd be seeing the Texans every year, the Colts every year. The I don't want to see these teams. Here's, here's a question for you all. Do you think they'd sell out eight home games a year? No. Would you want to adopt them as your team? No. Absolutely exactly. not. I, I, think, I like the international series and you know different teams coming over. You, you see a variety. And I you know, think, there's a chance that your own team may come and play here. I think they'd sell out, but it would just be people wanting to watch the sport. I don't think it would be home fans supporting mm. or away fans. I think it would just be people want to go watch the NFL. Like I think but, maybe for a year or two, but I think the novelty would wear off. Maybe. Maybe that's why they want to go it would 100% wear off, yeah. Um, it, it, you know, we go to those games because it just doesn't happen a lot, you know. We all get, I get bored of going to West Ham sometimes. All right, I've been for a, a while now, but I get bored and think there's some weeks where I just think, do I really want to watch West Ham versus Burnley or, or some shit like that? Do you really want to go and watch Jacksonville versus the Texans? Or I don't know. I, I like the fact it's only over here a couple of times a year. I like the fact that Americans come over here as well to embrace it for a couple of weeks a year or one week a year. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think, think maybe, I maybe expand the international series. You know, they're talking about games in Germany, things like that. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. And like the way I think of it is, if I was American, an American fan, and suddenly one of the franchises, let's say the Jaguars for argument's sake, became the London Jaguars and now you've got like a foreign team in your league. Like imagine if in the Premier League, you know, um LA Galaxy joined the Premier League, you'd like where what's going on there? It's like I know it's a glob um you know it's a globalized world and travel can be easily sorted, but People like the traditions. I know a lot of American fans don't like the international series and they have every right to because for some of them, they're losing a home game. It's the travel for players, the bye weeks. There's a lot of, you know, issues around that. So I think the international series as it is with, you know, two games in London and then in the future, be one in Canada, Mexico, I believe Munich or uh, in Germany. I think that's fine. And I think once they start pushing that, I think that's where problems can arise for both, I, you know, the domestic fans and the league itself. But I don't think we'll get a team now because of that reason. I feel like the ship's almost sailed. Mm. I feel like because they're trying to expand the league yeah. in Germany, Holland, etc. I don't think we'll, yeah. 
get a team now. I think a couple See, of years ago, was, possibly. There was a point in time when I think it was the Mayor of London, I think uh, before COVID, and um, I think there was three or four games in London and they said we can sustain an NFL team. And it was really picking up steam. And I think uh, the owner of the Jaguars tried to buy Wembley and that failed. And then now we've got the Tottenham Stadium. I do think the ship has sailed on that. And I just think it's not viable now. Maybe NFL Europe rebrands. Uh, I can't remember that. I don't know if any of you, you know, know of that. Um, maybe that a, rebrand. I could do a Patreon episode with you. I know all about it because I followed the league for long enough. Yeah, but that's a story for another oh, time. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so maybe that, like, that would be maybe a nice idea, like a developmental league. So I know in other leagues you've got, uh, in other sports, sorry, you've got um, development leagues um, associated to each professional team. So that would be nice, maybe. Um, so they are bringing but, in you know, back the NFL Europe, but. It's not a developmental league. I agree with you. Yeah. It needs to be like baseball, where you have sort of a development yeah. system. And I don't understand why they don't have it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was confused. But I know there's something like a semi-professional league in Europe. Don't quote me on that. I think I read some of it to do with like Britball and, you know, the big European teams. Because there is some, you know, as you can see with the international pathways, there are some, you know, really talented players in Europe and maybe that's where the NFL go now to focus not on a franchise but as you know Europe is a um, development player for young players so instead of going straight from college onto practice squads they go over to Europe earn some money and you know with hopes to be on a professional team in the States but that's you know I just, I just don't think the NFL are quite interested in that yeah but I think it'd be a pretty cool idea I think that's a great point. There is so much love for the NFL in Europe and in the UK mm-hmm. especially that it's mad that we really don't see many players from the UK in the NFL at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's there's only a handful of players that, that I can think of. And to me, that's crazy because every time they're coming over here, these games sell out so quickly. Mm-hmm. There's there's a good league in the UK that, you know, that plays American football. Liam's more aware of it than I am because he used to coach in it. But there is a there is a lot of good players over here and a lot of good coaching as well. And they do need to do more work as an organization in bringing in players from, from different countries. And I also think that the colleges there need to do more work in looking at players that aren't just in the high schools in America and that need to branch out into these development programs in Europe and Mexico and Canada and places like that. But in terms of having a a full-time team, in England or in Europe. I just don't think it's viable for anyone at the moment. Okay, good that. Good discussion. Um, Okay, I guess I'm on my last take. Um, I've got Matt Ryan as the MVP. I'm just going to chuck it out there now. Um, This, I, well, this is, I actually picked this before the Julio Jones news, but even, even without him on that team, he has got so many weapons that he can throw to. Calvin Ridley's wide receiver one in any team, pretty much. Cole Pitts is going to be a superstar. Russell Gage is a fantastic receiver. Hayden Hurst is very good. You know, if they keep Julio Jones, Matt Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, a really good quarterback, and he doesn't need to do too much more to push himself into this MVP um, conversation. I think he'll love the back end that he's got from the Falcons. They'll love what he's 
they've given him a running back and a wide receiver at tight end. They've improved that offensive line. And I think Matty Ice is going to come back and, and seriously torch that league. Ollie, am I wrong? I mean, I know I, I am, but... I don't mind it at all. I think it's quite a, yeah, spicy take, quite left field. Um, I'd say he's probably, there's more fashionable options. Um, and, you know, one of those bigger players will probably win MVP. But, um, yeah, let's put him in the race. Why not? You just think that the Falcons, they could have easily taken, you know, a quarterback at four um, and they didn't. They've put all their trust in in Matt Ryan for his last few seasons. He's had some lovely seasons. He's won the MVP before. I said it last week. I think he's still got plenty in the tank and they obviously think so too because they could have taken a quarterback and they've stuck with him. It's just those weapons that he has to throw to, you know. I know Jones might not be there, but even without Jones, he's just got so much to, to work with and, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about the Falcons' offense. I think for me, that could be a top five offense in the entire league. And I don't know, there's something about Matt Ryan that I really really like. Um, Liam, what do you think? I I I'd love to see him win it, but I think I agree with Ollie. There's more fashionable options. I think Rogers, Wilson, Mahomes. But was Rogers fashionable before he won it last year? He had to go yeah. out and prove it. Yeah, yeah I, the media, and... the media love Rogers. Everyone loves Rogers. But Matt Ryan's won it before. It's not completely out of the realm no, of no. possibility. No, I just think Wilson or Mahomes is more fashionable than him. More popular decision. Well, Wilson tends to drop off halfway through the season. I think Olivia's Olivia's really hoping this doesn't bear fruit when they play the Jets. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him have yeah. one bad game, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Olivia, what do you make of it? Um, I don't know whether I'm being too high on this uh, Falcons offence in general, but to me, they just seem really exciting. Yeah, I think they'll certainly be improved from next year. Um, I'm, I don't know 100% what went wrong last year. I don't know if it was injuries, um, what side of the ball was for them to get that draft pick so high whether it was coaching, obviously, that clearly played a part in it. Um, MVP, I think, for Matt, yeah, for Matt Ryan, I think it is a pretty good hot take. Um, obviously, outside, I'd like to know what the odds are on that. Um, no, I think he'll be a good to great quarterback next year. That division, I think, it's, it's, it's a hard one to call again. Obviously, we've talked about the Saints, the Panthers, few unknowns there um you know the books yes Super Bowl champion so I think if he can stand out in that division I think he would have had a really great year and yeah I like the Falcons I like them as a team obviously what happened with the Super Bowl and the whole blew the lead jokes that they've had to endure for the past several years I do feel bad for them I'd like to see them as um underdogs this year Get into the playoffs. I would, I would enjoy to watch them. Obviously, the Julio Jones thing isn't ideal. Um, I believe that's got to do with the cap, but even so, losing him, that is a shame. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see them um, do well this season. And Matt Ryan, I think he seems like the great guy, so I'd like to see them have a bit of success. So, live odds, you oh. get 33 to 1 on MVP. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I thought it'd be higher. Same price as um, Baker Mayfield. Interesting. Ooh, Worry, okay. 
worryingly only just ahead of um, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, that's not ideal because I don't think Deshaun Watson (laughs) plays a single game (laughs) next season. Uh, 66 to 1, Jameis, same odds as Kirk. Oh, that's really? Oh, Liam, they've done, they've done your that. dirty there. They've done, no, that's bad. <laughs> Whoever's doing was... their odds doesn't know what they're talking about. That is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> that is awful. Who's Liam, the least likely on that list? Yeah, that's what Sorry. I was going to say. I was just wondering. I mean, it goes right down to the bottom. You've got um, a load of players at 250 to 1. Surely uh, Drew Lock. Drew Lock. Yeah. I don't think Drew Lock. Drew Lock two hundred to one, um, oh, okay. marginally better than Taysom Hill at two hundred and fifty. Oh, no. Really? Bridgewater. I'm not down for all of them, but uh, there's a lot of names on this list. Out of interest, Ollie, who's favourite? Uh, Patty, Pat, Pat, Pat. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You know, I just want something different to happen. I want someone different to win it, and mm. you know, I just want to see something out of left field. I guess, but. Who knows? It's a hot take, and I've enjoyed all our hot takes. That's for sure. Um, we've we've spoken about it briefly, but Julio Jones has come out and said that he's out of there when it comes to the Falcons. So he's looking for a new team now. The Falcons are looking to trade him. Um, Ollie, I'll start with you. What should the Falcons be looking at getting for a player as good as Julio Jones, and where would be a good fit for him? Um, supposedly, they've been asking for a first, which seems like a bit of a stretch. Um, I think they should probably be looking in the sort of region of the Hopkins deal from this time last year. Um, and maybe like picking up a, a player as well. Maybe if they can get, I mean, they're pretty stacked at receiver. Maybe if they can get something on the defensive side of the ball to help out there. Um, plus a draft pick. In terms of where he's going to end up, um, I mean, going back to Derek Carr, I think, that's exactly the sort of move the Raiders should make. Give him like a proper wide receiver one option. Um, Have we all seen what DeAndre Hopkins is trying to do and recruit him to the Cardinals? Oh, uh, wow. That'd be pretty spectacular. I mean, the other one that's supposedly in the running is um, the Chiefs. And the Browns, uh, I've seen as well. I mean, the Chiefs would be mad. Um, does this, does only does thing is, not exist? No. Well, so with it's, the, it's with the like, Chiefs, they are, like it's just... they're coming into some trouble very yeah. soon. I think Kelsey hits year after next. Um, obviously, along with Mahomes' monster deal, I think they've got to extend Orlando Brown as well. Tariq Hill. Um, yeah, all their chickens are going to come home to roost. <laughs> feels like they just convert it to a, is it a signing bonus and then just pick whoever they want. I feel like for teams like that, it's just the salary cap's just an option. It's just a vibe for people. <laughs> but, you know, it um, would be exciting to see him on the Chiefs, you're right. Sorry. I say, yeah, Chiefs or um, let's go 49ers. I think it'd be fun there. Do you know where I'd like to see him? Minnesota. No. I'd like to see him. The, well, as much as I would like to see him in Minnesota, but we all know that's not going to happen. I was going to say the Ravens because they need a wide receiver one. Would no like to see that. Yeah, I didn't no, think I don't want to see that. That's the end of his career. He's just going to be blocking for runners the whole time, and nobody wants to see that. I want to. I really want to see him at the Cardinals. They've got the cap room, and just the thought of Hopkins, um, Julio Jones, and AJ Green is just something. There's something quite beautiful about that, you know, and. 
and Kyler Murray as well. Why not? Why not just do it? Why not just put put some superstars together and just go on a run? He's had an incredible career, so I definitely want to. I think he's thirty two. Um, I mean, I'm thirty one. Well, my knees hurt, so I don't know how he feels. But um, yeah, I definitely want to see him go for a few more seasons. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all want to see him end up at a good team. Like, as much as the Raiders might make sense, they're not getting to the Super Bowl anytime soon. The 49ers, I think, is a great shout. You know, they do need more depth for wide receiver, and that makes complete sense. The Browns also make sense to me. But imagine, like, um, you know, Trey Lance, if they want him to be their starter, just having an option like that, that just helps you out so much. Yeah, exactly. Is it... Is it, Liam, a surprise that he's come out and said that this week on a podcast with one of his mates? No, not really. Uh, is it the way the NFL is now? Yeah, I think that's just how things are, isn't it? Everything's done by that or Twitch, isn't it, really? Oh, Twitch, I can't get on board with Twitch. That's what the, that's what the cool kids use, like Olivia. We're, t- we're too old for this sort of stuff, mate. I go on Twitch. I, I don't stream, but I use it. I watch. There's something quite it. weird about that sentence as he's walking around the room, trying <laughs> trying to put his laptop down. Oh dear! Why do you go on Twitch? Watch streamers. Oh, okay, fair enough. I know our friend Rollo's on there. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was really strange. I thought it was a bit disrespectful to the Falcons to come out and say it like that. He's been there for a long time. They've been, you know, it's been good for them and. They've paid him a lot of money. I just think there's better ways to do these to do these kind of things. In my opinion, I could be completely wrong. And... I agree with you, but I just don't think that's how things are now, unfortunately. Wasn't he, wasn't he on the phone with someone two days ago? I think it was the uh, Shannon Sharp, and they didn't tell him that he was on air. I think it was his show. And Shannon asked him, you know, where are you going? And he said he's out of Atlanta and he isn't going to the Cowboys and he didn't know that he was on air, and I saw a lot of, um, rightfully, if that's true, up on Twitter about that. Like, um, so if that is the case, and you know, it has been known a long time. I do feel bad for him in that respect because, you know, it's it's taking advantage of players' trust. So I do think that has to be called out, and it has, and it was on Twitter. So, you just got to be careful what you say all the time yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Like, walls have ears and all exactly. that sort of thing. And At like the end of the day, you're, you're professional cool. sports, you know, sports people. You've got yeah. to be careful. Everyone's looking for a story. And if you put anything mm. near a podcast or near Twitter, you're in deep trouble. You know, you've got, to try, and keep these, you've got to try and keep these things internal because it will blow up straight away. Mm. We know what NFL Twitter is like. We're all on, you know, our accounts. And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's fucking mental. Mm. You know, one thing and everything just blows up. It's amazing, really. So I feel like he should have been more careful, but mm. we'll see what yeah, happens. Fair. We'll see where he ends up. And I think a second round pick is probably fair enough for a player of 32. But probably, Liam, would you say a, a future Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think he will be. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, Ollie, I'm, you're, you're my news guy, mate. Have we got any more news? Couple of things to say about this um, Brady versus Rogers golf match we've got oh, coming yeah, up. This is great. Uh, Brady has been throwing some absolute fire on Twitter. Um, yeah, just superb stuff. So it's uh, Brady and Mickelson against Rogers and DeChambeau. Yeah, 
Um, he basically, so Brady basically um, said earlier um, in reference to the was it the Bucks when they beat the beat the Packers and Rodgers yeah. didn't go for it on that fourth down, and he basically said, um, "Yeah, DeChambeau better lay up because we all know that Rodgers doesn't like going for it." Nice, nice. I like that. There's um, they played last year, didn't they? They played together, Mickelson and Brady. And since then, Brady's become the oldest player to win the Super Bowl. Mickelson's become the oldest player to win a golf major. So, you know, it's worked out pretty well for them. When when is that taking place? It is the sixth of July, my friend. Um, um, a might, Tuesday for some bizarre reason. Maybe we'll know more about Roger's situation then. Yeah, I think so. But it is interesting, and it'd be. Um, it's always. I think it's always good to see players in that kind of environment. You know, just away from the NFL, away from you know, the media and just enjoying enjoying a nice bit of golf. Tom can Brady I, came off really well last time. Can I just say, I, I'm not too familiar with American golf courses, but why is it in Montana? That seems really random. That is random. Like, I'm sure there's better courses, like in California or other places, surely. Yeah, um, that's a good point. I'm not I sure. couldn't answer. <laughs> no <laughs> idea. I don't I even know what's in Montana. I couldn't name you one city in Montana. I know Hannah, Montana. Other than that, I'm pretty. I'm struggling. The capital. I think the state capital's Billing. And by think, do you mean have you just googled it now? No, I was. I was thinking by. I'm going to look at it now. Montana. Other thing I was going to say was um, yeah, Billings, largest city. It's great work, man. That's great work. It's great stuff. Can't follow that. No, Ollie, you might as well jump off, mate. Because um, we were just going to say we were we were tracking like where where our listeners are from. It's pretty mad. Um, people have been listening to us from all over. So if you're listening from afar, um, get in touch, and we'll see who the furthest away is. I think we had a new listener in Canada this week. Yeah, yeah, we got um, Canada. Um, the go of some of your friends from New Zealand and yeah. elsewhere across the globe. We've had Indonesia, Germany, Austria, Belgium, America. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of cool places listening, and hopefully we can get those kind of numbers up. And thanks everyone for listening, because in the last week or so, it's um, it's really kind of boomed, which is which is great news. And I mean, shout out to my probably the furthest away. Shout out to my friend Rob in uh, Wales. Listening oh, every wow. week. A fair play to him for listening, getting up and waiting for this show. Uh, the time um, difference is he's a he's a Jets fan, so you're in good company, Olivia. Um, and a uh, Jets fan. A Swansea fan as well. He's got and a ticket to the playoff final on Saturday. Rude. Oh, nice. I hope nice. they win. Um, yeah, I hope Swansea win. Good luck to them. Are they playing Brentford? I want yeah. Brentford to win. No, I want Brentford. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do want Brentford to they win. I, uh, I sent him uh, a load of B emojis, meaning buzzing, forgetting that Brentford are called the Bs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he's not fucking listening anymore. Then, <laughs> right. No, you're right. It is really cool. And um, I've been really lucky to do out, uh, do this throughout the whole uh, pandemic. And we said last week, Ollie, that it's really helped me and you, you know, just talking about football. And I'm sure it's the same for um, mm-hmm. Olivia and Liam as well. I, I just want Absolutely. to say, I just want to shout out a Belgium listener again because it blows my mind that he downloads every week. So I want to say thanks to him and please get in contact with the show because... We want to do a live show in Belgium. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool to hear, hear from whoever's out there listening to us. Too. Oh, yeah, any other listeners? Anyone? Yeah, yeah just get in fine. touch at 4th and Out Pod. 
or we've got an email address that we still haven't checked after four months of doing this now, Liam, that we really probably should have a look at because, you know, I can only imagine the amount of advertisements that want to come. Uh, look, I need, the, need those advertising dollars after losing all my money on the yeah, golf. Yeah, we need some absolute... Well, I thought Tempion would have come crawling to us, Ollie, after last week, but nothing, mate, so... Well, that bar's probably... Now they've reopened, that bar is probably rammed. They haven't even got time to email us. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? That is true. But uh, no, it's been brilliant. And yeah, I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. All right, um, guys, do we have anything else to talk about? No? All good. Let's, uh, let's get going. I think we're out of time to talk about Tebow. So we'll... we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, before you even mention <laughs> it, I'm going to cut us off there. Um, I've done the socials for you, Liam, so that's absolutely fine. You still can't join our Facebook group because it is private, you know, so don't even try <laughs> It's but, almost um, the ongoing joke, isn't it? We've just got a Facebook group that just Yeah, that no one can get into. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. We don't we don't we don't need people in there. We don't need you know fans of the show, apparently. But it would be nice to make it unprivate if we can, Liam. I can't by unprivate, I mean public. I'll make another one. All right, mate. All right. Well, um, thank you all for joining. I know it's late, it's nearly ten o'clock here and we all could have been watching Man United versus Villarreal, but I think this is a better way to spend our time. All right. I'm glad that unanimous response is... Uh, I can't yeah, confirm or deny if I've been watching it. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, thanks, um, Ollie, Olivia, Liam. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>